Prediction time. League champions. Yeah, I think Dundalk will win it. I think Dundalk will win it by probably 10. Um, I really do think that they are a class above. I know they've lost their manager, but at least they have somebody in Vinnie Perth coming in who knows the dressing room, who knows the atmosphere, who knows the environment. We're actually in Paul Curry's mother's sitting room. So thanks to Marie for the lend of the lovely sofa here for our chat. Yeah, Dundalk have set the standard again last season. Double champions. Cork obviously will feel that they'll want to try to regain their title. I'm sure ourselves, Pats. You know, Waterford, Recruiter, listen, there's a number of teams that want to get up and challenge. Listen, hopefully we can bring a bit of success back to Richmond Park. Um, I think we've been starved about over the last couple of years after being quite successful over the before that. So, listen, hopefully we can we can bring back good times in Chicago this year. I was the cause of ever being in the football match. It was, it was politics, but uh, I don't like wearing gloves first, you know. I'd never wear them no matter how cold it is. I don't know, it's just a kind of comfort thing. Well, I can't speak for the rest and I don't know why but um, yeah it was, it was very cold that night we don't really know what to expect but I suppose again it's, it's trying to keep to our core philosophies our principles and we need to have a bit of bravery and a, a bit of maturity about our game of course the quality of opposition is going to be a different level you know teams competing in Europe as well this year that's why I celebrate winning the league and get into the Premier Division League of Ireland on 98FM the best place on the radio for the SSE Airtricity League Yes, hello there, and you are very welcome to episode one of League of Ireland Sunday here on 98FM with myself, Jamie Moore, from there, that's what I call sport. We are just five days away from the return of the greatest league in the world, the SSE Artricity League, the Premier Division anyway, and every Sunday here on 98FM, we're going to bring you the best coverage of the league before anyone and everyone else with interviews, analysis, opinion from current League of Ireland players and managers, our expert pundits, and also former League of Ireland players at home and abroad as well. Kicking things off this week with a very special show. We're going to be joined in just a moment by one of our League of Ireland pundits, Paul Corey, former Sheffield Wednesday UCD and Shamrock Rovers midfielder who had to retire about 14 months ago after a serious knee injury. And we're also going to be joined then by four men involved with the four Dublin clubs in the Premier League this season. Of course, because we are a Dublin radio station, two of them are captains. St. Pat skipper Ian Birmingham and Shamrock Rovers captain Ronan Finn will join us. As well, of course, as Bohemians goal scorer Dinny Corcoran and a man who will be trying to stop and score in four games this season, the UCD goalkeeper Connor Kearns will join us too. And we'll bring you all the fixtures before weekend one of the League of Ireland season, which kicks off this coming Friday. And we cannot, of course, wait to get going. League of Ireland on 98FM. The greatest league in the world is less than a week away. We cannot wait for the return of the SSE Airtricity League this coming Friday with five games in the Premier Division. And we're happy to uh, welcome our League of Ireland pundit for the season, Paul Curry to League of Ireland Sunday 98 FM former UCD Shamrock Rovers and Sheffield Wednesday midfielder Paul how are you? Yeah very good Jamie really looking forward to the season starting up again Yes of course we have Dundalk defending double champions with a new manager Stephen Kenny gone to take over the Ireland 21s and then the Ireland senior team we've Cork City chasing Shamrock Rovers chasing plus others and we've got Euro Club UCD back in the Premier League Finn Harps back up again and it should be a fascinating season Yeah lots of things to look forward to hopefully we're looking at people and teams pushing Dundalk a little closer than last year. So obviously there's been massive changes in and around there. There's been changes at Rovers, changes at Pats and Cork. So it's definitely going to be a spectacle. Yeah, the fixture for the opening weekend in terms of clubs in Dublin, St. Pat's hosting Cork City at Richmond Park. 
We have Bohemians against Finn Harps at Dalyman Park and Shamrock Rovers making the trip to Waterford, which would be an interesting game. And UCD back in the, the Premier League for the first time in a few years as well. A long trip for them away to Derry City. The other game, the champions, Dundalk, hosting Sligo Rovers. We're going to focus mainly on the Dublin clubs here as a Dublin radio station, of course. So, Paul, firstly, your uh, former club, Shamrock Rovers, 25 points off the top spot last season, 22 points off it in 2017 and 2016. They've added Aaron McAniff from Derry City and Jack Byrne, who's come home from... Manchester City and a couple of other clubs in the UK as well. They've lost Brandon Mele, lost Gary Shaw, Luke Byrne and Dave McAllister, some of their, their senior players from last year. And It'll be a big season for Rovers. Yeah, massive season in particular for Stephen Bradley and, and his coaching staff. Um, you know, they have added some nice players in Aaron McAniff, in um, Jack Byrne. But I just wonder, are they going to score enough goals? Um, and goals is ultimately what's going to win you games and get your points and, and bring you higher up the table and close to Dundalk. And I'm not sure if they have that firepower up there. Um, going to rely on a lot on Aaron Green and Dan Carr to score goals because albeit Jack Byrne is a lovely player and Aaron McAniff is a lovely player Joel Custrain, Dylan Watts I'm not sure there's 10, 15, 20 goals in any of them um, and I just think that that is probably going to be their stumbling block I would also like to have seen them bring in maybe another centre half I know Pico Lopez has done very well and Lee Grace has done very well but were one of them to get injured, I'm not sure how many games are in Joey O'Brien. He's he's pushing on, and yes, he's great to have around the dressing room, and yes, he's great to lead by example and, and mentor players, but how many games is he going to play? Um, and we saw with Delaney down at Cork last year, it is a difficult league. You've got nippy little wingers coming in, and if you're at an age where maybe you're at the back end of your career, it might be, it might be difficult coming up against players like that. So, listen, I, I think they'll progress I think they'll get close to Dundalk I think they're probably the one team that can probably threaten Dundalk but I'm just not sure if they just have that firepower to get past Dundalk um, it'll be interesting to see I think they'll play out from the back and I think they finished the season very well last year like they did the year previously so from Stephen Bradley and, and his point of view it's how well they can start because they've started well for the first two or three games but then have lost momentum and unlike last year they're not going to be able to allow Dundalk to get that far out ahead and, and, and give them momentum and having to close that gap would be a difficult thing I feel You know when you were at the club and even in the previous years there was great hope at this time of the year for Rovers and they would challenge and they might win the league and they might you know win the cup and that hasn't happened in recent years what leads you to suggest that they might get a bit closer this year given that would have been the hope in the previous couple of years and as we've seen like 22-22 and 25 isn't exactly close No it's not Um their form in the tail end of the season would give you hope. I think sloppy results last year, I think going out to Longford in the Cup and Drahad in the Cup was, was really what killed them because it is silverware that is demanded out in Tala. Um, Stephen Bradley was a young manager when he went in. Hopefully he's got a bit more experience under his belt and he's a bit more equipped to, to take Rovers that bit further. If you were looking at it and you were looking at it as a neutral and assessing things, you would say that they won't get close to Dundalk, and maybe they won't, but I just feel as if they're the ones best equipped. I, I think losing Graham Burke last year was massive, and I'm not really sure. Graham was chipping in with goals left, right, and centre, and he was scoring from outside the box, inside the box with his head. He was chipping in everywhere, and I just, I haven't seen an awful lot of Jack Byrne. I have trained him a few times, but I'm not sure he's the type of player who's really going to bang in goals. So, listen, goals is going to be the difficulty for Rovers, Will they beat Dundalk to the title? Probably not, but hopefully they'll be able to challenge them. Now we're very happy to welcome the Shamrock Rovers captain Ronan Finn to League of Ireland Sunday on 98FM. Ronan, thanks for having a chat. Sum up for me your excitement and feelings with less than a week to go. A long break. I'm sure everybody can't wait to get going for season 2019. Yeah, long enough break. Um, 
you know, that's what happens with League One slightly longer than maybe uh, other countries. But um, no, we're all looking forward to it all and you know, good shape and um, just really looking forward to the season now. Now, Ronan, I know because Shamrock Rovers are full-time and the contracts are now over 52 weeks, the players are actually back in in December doing some gym work and some conditioning work as well, which not all clubs do. So just tell us about that and how pre-season overall has gone to get you guys fit, flying and ready to go for the opener away to Waterford. Yeah, we all started working with Darren, um, Darren Dillon, um, December. So we were in Darren really for the month of December, just doing, um, you know, different types of... uh, Strength and exercise, not too much, um, you know, conditioning work that, you know, was implemented slightly, but to be honest, it was more uh, strength-based work. And um, come January, we were on the pitch. We were doing um, different types of, you know, you know, fitness training regimes, uh, everything geared towards uh, come next week. So, and um, now everybody's flying. Everybody's looking forward to it. Um, the squad's in good shape physically, and um, I think. From you know staff point of view, everybody seems happy. So as players, we're ready to go. Yeah, Shamrock Rovers ready to go. Ronan, a couple of really good new signings in your position in midfield. Jack Byrne back from a lot of time in the UK, played in Holland as well. You know, signed for Man City and, and has come back as a, as a young player, hungry to prove himself. I suppose Aaron McInerney, one of the best midfielders in the country last year and the last couple of years for Derry City, has also joined. And we combine that with a lot of the senior players who've been at the club on longer contracts now for a couple of years. And you know, I don't need to name them off, but but lots of really good players, some young players as well. Trevor Clark back fully fit and play for the Ireland 21s during the week after a very serious knee injury as well. So are you excited to be part of a talented squad like this with good competition for places, particularly in your position? Yeah, the two boys are settling really well. Um, you know, they're both you know obviously talented um players and you know two really good characters and you know i think they're like gonna add so much to the squad and i felt um you know i think you could see from this back end of last season you know i think we gelled together really well and our results probably from um uh, the mid-season break or maybe european time really kicked on and and we just need to make sure that we start in that vein of form and and the two lads will definitely help us in that regard. And obviously, um, Trevor coming back into the fold will will be like a new sign. And Trevor's like anyone that knows him would know that how talented he is. And um, he's a real like he's been so good since he's back. There's you know, luckily everything so far has gone well for him. And uh, you know, he's going to be a really big plus for us this season. Now, Ronan, your opening league game away to Waterford at the RSC this coming Friday at seven forty-five kickoff. Waterford had a, a really good season last year in their first year back in the Premier League and qualified for Europe themselves. And yourselves push each other all the way for third and fourth. The RSC down there is sure to be packed for the game. Your thoughts on facing another top four rival again to kick off the new campaign? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the game next week against Waterford. Um, went down there uh, twice last season, um, and you know difficult difficult venue and we we all know that we know that um, they're a good side and you know the place would be a sellout and it'd be a really um, you know great atmosphere especially being the first game of the season but something that we're relishing and looking forward to um, so no it's you know it's a great place to start and we'll respect them and um, we know they're a really good side and you know we'll be um, you know when the time comes next week Friday we'll be looking forward to it and we'll be ready Ronan, finally, your former club's Dundalk President's Cup winners beat Cork City by two goals to one. They won the double last year. They've won so many league titles, four of the last five, and they're hopeful to try and go again and, and try and win another league title. Cork City will, will try and push them as they have done for the previous years. You've got yourself, St. Pat's and Waterford, I think, as the, the five who, who really look to push 
Should be another great battle for the league, both Cups and Europe again. Yeah, Dundalk have set the standard again last season. and um, Double champions. Um, Cork obviously will feel that they'll, uh, they'll want to try to regain their title. I'm sure ourselves, um, Pats, you know, Waterford recruiter, listen, there's a number of teams that want to get up and challenge. Um, from our own point of view, um, listen, it's something that as a player you always want to strive towards. But um, no, honestly, next week, that's all that's really in our minds. We're going to treat Warford with the greatest respect and we're going to go down with a game plan. But by no means are we getting ahead of ourselves. We know where uh, we've bridged the gap to try and uh, catch the dock um, and, you know, we'll, we'll try to do that. Um, but listen, first and foremost is, you know, we'll concentrate on Warford. We can't get ahead of ourselves. Got a big game next week. Um, and like I said, so, something that we're all looking forward to. It's been a long off-season. Um, and listen, we're really looking forward to it. We're ready to go. League of Ireland on 98FM. Yeah, we'll go from Shamrock Rovers now to St. Pat's and new manager Harry Kenny. And Harry Kenny has brought in a number of new signings this season. None more important probably than Chris Forrester back from his time in the UK as well. He signed a three-year contract back at Richmond Park. They've also signed Brandon Mele from Shamrock Rovers, Reese McKay from Sligo, Mikey Drennan from Sligo, Dave Webster has joined from Waterford, Gary Shaw also from Shamrock Rovers as well. So six new signings. Georgie Poynton's joined as well and Kieran Kelly has come back from Drada, a young defender. They've kept the likes of Ian Birmingham and Brendan Clark, the goalkeeper, Simon Madden, James Duna, and others, they've got an exciting squad. They've had a good pre-season, albeit all against first division teams. It finished eight last season, 37 points off the top and Liam Buckley left towards the end of the year as well. Your thoughts on Pat's hopes, like Rovers, to get a bit closer to the top this year and, and definitely get back to Europe? Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, Harry knows the league inside out. He, he did very well at Bray while he was there and he brought the club and the team forward. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do with this St. Pat's team. Chris Farris has been massive coming back to the league. It's great to have him back. Really, really big talent. The likes of Jack Byrne as well, who are going to be exciting players to watch. McElhenney-esque in the final third. So it'll be really interesting to see what he sort of form he comes back in because he hasn't really been playing in Scotland or England. So listen, he has a bit of a point to prove. I think Reese McCabe, having played with him in Sheffield Wednesday, is another one has a point to prove. He did very well in Sligo, but from experience, Reese should be playing at a much higher level. So, um, listen, like Shamrock Rovers, like a great competition in central midfield positions like some McCabe, Lennon, Forrester, um, people who can really get a grip of the game and can make things happen. And then it's up to the likes of, you know, your Dean Clarks, your James Dunas, probably looking again. And, and it's the one thing that we're probably missing in the league is a natural born scorer outside of Pat Hooban because the ones who are banging in goals tend to get snapped up and go out to the UK. So can Mikey Drennan and Gary Shaw chip in with your 15, 20 goals a season, it's difficult to know. I know they've both been doing really well in pre-season, but listen, hopefully they'll be able to bring that in, in into the into the real season. Um, he's the core of a good squad. The likes of Simon Madden, the likes of a Jamie Lennon, the likes of your Brendan Clark, um, good experienced pros uh, outside of Jamie Lennon, of course, who had a great season, but know the league inside out. And Harry has a likability factor and he gets buy-in from the players and they might play with a bit more freedom and things probably went a bit stale there when Liam Buckley was there towards the end of his reign. So, listen, it's exciting times. I would love to see them push back up. A club like St. Pat's, who uh, I always loved playing against, I would love to see them push on and, and challenge. Listen, I'd be surprised if, if they were challenging for the league, but it'd be great to see them go for Europe or push for maybe one of the Cups. How easy or hard is it to merge so many new signings and these signings would all come into Pats and want to play 
into a team that you know already has a lot of good players and you know there's competition everywhere from in goal with Brendan Clark and Barry Murphy young mm-hmm. Brian Mara backing them up there's three or four centre backs there's six or seven centre midfield players a couple of strikers wingers full backs it's going to be a headache for Harry and probably a good headache too but to have lots of good players not in his team yeah listen you've got new players you've also got new coaching staff you've got new managers so it's probably going to take Harry a while to figure out what 11 he is is going to go with and what set 11 works best for him and maybe what different formations or or tactics he can um, deploy so listen it's it's going to take a bit of transition and we often find that in the League of Ireland that it can be a bit of a merry-go-round and, and teams and players seem to change constantly so it's difficult but they've competition as you said in their squad and competition tends to bring the best out of, pe- or out of players Um you you just hope that Mikey Drennan or Gary Shaw can almost guarantee themselves a starting position week in, week out, because as a striker, you want the confidence knowing that if you don't score, your manager's still going to pick you the next week because he, he has faith in you and he relies on you. Um, but definitely in and around those central positions, particularly when I look to the, the wings, when you look at Miele, Forrester, Duna, Clark, there's options there, there's pace there, there's there's good ball players, and particularly in Brandon Miele. So you're hoping Harry can extract the potential of these guys and, and really get them driving again, particularly likes of Brandon, who had a great season when I was there at Chamac Rovers. Um, and he'd be looking to the likes of, of Desmond and Toner and Madden to, to give them that foundation to go and play. Now it's been a winter of change for St. Pat's with lots of new signings. A new manager in Harry Kenny, an excitement at Richmond Park, hopefully for Pat's from their point of view to have a better season than they've had in the last couple of seasons. We're joined now by the St. Pat's captain Ian Birmingham. Bermo, thanks for having a chat. Your thoughts on the voyage ahead and after a long off-season, raring to go? Yeah, I think with the break being so long um, over here, I think everybody just be kind of chomping at the bit to get back and uh, we're no different. Um, there's a bit of a buzz around the club at the minute and uh, it's a big season for us so we're all looking forward and uh, can't wait to get going against Cork next week. Now Ian, St Pat's have gone back full time, back to the mornings out there in Ballyuster near Lucan and, and I know from seeing some of the videos online that the training's looked quite tough with some gym sessions, lots of running and pitch sessions too. How has a full time pre-season gone and how are you guys looking from a fitness point of view? It's been a it's been a tough pre season, like like the all are and um Mark and Lee, our strength and condition coaches have, have, have put us to our paces and um, it's been it's been very tough kind of running wise and um, in the gym. But um it's been good. I think everybody's bought into it. Um Jared and Sean have kinda the football side of things, it has been it's been very good. Like so we're ready to go. Um, I think we're going to go and enjoy this week and, and, and look forward to Cork. Um, as I said, there's a bit of a buzz around the club at the minute and um, I think all the players are, are dying to get going after having a good pre-season. Now Ian, the signing list at St. Pat's is very impressive. Georgie Poynton and Kieran Kelly, two young players. Chris Forrester is back on a three-year deal. Mikey Drennan, Brandon Miele, Gary Shaw, Reese McCabe, to name just a couple. I'm sure there's more that I can, I can name as well. And, and a lot of you there from, from last year on, on extended contracts as well. Really good squad, new manager, a fresh feel about the place, I'm sure. Yeah, Hardy's come in, he's, he's brought in a lot of fresh, new fresh ideas and kind of got across really well what way he wants to play. Um, I've been really impressed by, by what he's done since he's come in. He's really demanding and training and he expects everything to be of the highest standard, which is which is very good. And I think he's brought kind of a bit of fear into the players, which which is a really good thing. And um, As I said, I... I uh, can't speak as highly enough of, of what way it's gone so far. It's been really, really good. As far as the players he's brought in, they've got the highest quality. Um, I think a lot of them would be up and around the, the top players in the league. And With the players that he's kept, who he's wanted to keep, I think it's a really exciting group that we have. And 
Um, people, there's going to be ex- ex- expectations on us with the, with the quality that we have in the group. But look, at we've got to uh, manage them, and it's a big season for us. I think all the players are, are really looking forward to the season ahead, and um, I personally can't wait to get going. I haven't um, enjoyed my football this much in a long time, and we're only out a couple of weeks. So listen, as I say, I can't wait for the game next week, and um, hopefully we can go and have a good season. Opening game in at home to Cork City on Friday, Richmond Park at a quarter to eight. Cork lost the President's Cup, some change in their squad as well. I think you played them first game of the season last season as well, if I'm not mistaken. Your overall opinion on welcoming John Caulfield's team on Friday? Yeah, it's a huge game. Um, there'll be a big crowd down in Richmond. Um, there'll be a big buzz about the place. and um, it's, it's a great game to really start off in. Obviously, they've been up there in the, the top two in the last couple of years and um, I fully expect them to be up there again so it'll give us a bit of a measure of, of where we're at um, and listen it's, it's, as I said it's a cracker of a game to start off in we'll be fully confident going into it um, I'm sure training will be will be buzzy this week lads trying to get in the team and um, as I said Friday can't come quick enough for us and hopefully we can go and put on a performance get three points and, and kick on then Bremo finally you know last couple of years for Pats in the league table hasn't been where you guys would have wanted to be not in Europe this year as a result of, of league performances last year Dundalk and Cork will go for it Rovers, Waterford yourselves I'm sure as well you'd be hopeful to try and finish a bit higher pick up more points and, and really you know have something to compete for come the maybe last series of games last five or six of the season Yeah look at you look at the top four from last year and they'll be really strong again um, I think Rovers there'll be a bit of pressure on Rovers with the signings they've made to going to get closer to Dundalk this year and, and, and challenge them if not go and win it um, obviously Cork will be up there again Waterford they've they've kept most of the squad together so listen it's up to us we we know we've got the quality we've got to break into that top four this season and um, that's the aim really we can kind of look at halfway through maybe three quarter way through the season and see where we're at whether we can have a good crack at Dundalk or whoever's top um, but listen um European football is the main aim to get back down to Inchicore and I think if we can have a crack at the Cups as well the FAI Cup and League Cups we've got to try and get a bit of silverware this year as well with the squad we have so listen um, it's, it's it's a big season for us a big year for us um, and listen hopefully we can bring a bit of success back to Richmond Park um, I think we've been starved about over the last couple of years after um, being quite successful over the, uh, before that so listen hopefully we can we can bring back good times to Inchicore this year League of Ireland on 98FM. The best place on the radio for the SSE Airtricity League. You're on League of Ireland Sunday on 98FM. So that's what I call sport with Jamie Moore here. And Paul Corey, former Shamrock Rovers UCD and Sheffield Wednesday midfielder. And if you're wondering where we are, if you're watching this video, we're actually in Paul Corey's mother's sitting room. So thanks to Marie for the lend of the lovely sofa here for our chat. We're going to move from the two Dublin clubs, Shamrock Rovers and St. Pat's, to another Dublin club in the Premier League, Bohemians. Um, I know Paul often goes down the road there to uh, Dalyma Park to watch Bowes and a couple of his, his family are, are big Bowes supporters. If we look at the squad Keith Long has, it's a young squad and he's lost a number of key players. The goalkeeper Shane Supple had to retire from injury. Three of his centre-backs are all gone. Dan Byrne has gone to Shelburne. Ian Morris is now the Shelburne manager. And Dan Casey has gone down to Cork. They've also you know, lost Oscar Brennan. They've lost their winger Daniel Kelly. JJ Lunny has gone to Waterford as well, to name just a few of the players that they've lost. James Talbot and Noel Corbett, two good goalkeepers have joined the club. James Finnerty, a number of younger players who've come home from the UK as well. And... It's going to be interesting to see how both do because every season they seem to be losing their best players um, and we're just not sure how they'll do. Ali Regba as well, we understand he's not going to move to Leicester City. He's back in Dublin. 
Not sure, has he signed back for Bowes yet? He may go full-time as well, a very good young striker. So for Keith and Trevor, it's about trying to get enough points to, to not be dragged into something at the bottom. But they saw last season, I think they finished sixth, that they, if they put a run together, they can be mid-table and maybe even a bit higher. Yeah, mid-table is, is probably a realistic target, as it will be with Bowes um, going forward with the budget that they're dealing with. Keith hasn't got the resources to hang on to his best players, and the nature of football is that your best ones are going to get snapped up and they're going to be offered better contracts elsewhere. So listen, it's it's going to be... A difficult start, and it's going to be a difficult season, as far as I'm aware. Um, losing three centre halves, losing the likes of Dean Kelly, who was such a threat for them, losing Shane Supple, who was his experience at the back. Um, it's going to be difficult. So he's going to be relying on the likes of your Derek Penders and your Dinny Corcorans to, I guess, galvanise the younger players. What you would say is there's a number of people coming back from the UK who probably haven't tasted too much first team football, um, and it's often an unknown quantity what you're going to get with them. Um, so listen, it's it's going to be similar to what it was probably the last two seasons with Trevor and, and Keith Long in there. They're going to have to coach, they're going to have to develop, they're going to have to work with what they have and they're going to just have to try and make the most of, of the squad and the players that they have at, at their um, disposal. So it's going to be difficult. Um, it, it, it could be, you know, their start is going to be everything, I feel, because if you're a young player and if you haven't experienced much first-team football, if you get off to a bad start, as much as winning is a habit, losing is a habit. And if you get into a rut, it's a very difficult situation to come out of. So, listen, Bowes are a great club. I have a lot of time for Trevor. Um, I don't know Keith that well, but I, I know the great work that has gone in there and the likes of Daryl Leahy and the likes of Dean Kelly and bringing those younger players on. Hopefully, they'll be able to do something similar this season. Yeah, and what you do have to say about Bowes is young players do get you know, a chance to play there. Andy Lyons has, has done really well with a right back and play for the Irish once during the week. Darryl Lee at left back came home from the UK from Coventry. He was in the Ireland squad but I think had a knock and didn't play. So for the other young boys who've come back and are looking for a chance to play, if they're good enough, they'll get a chance at bowls and who knows where that can take them. And and that can be a good thing too. You've got young, hungry players, as you say, with a point to prove who want to show that they're good enough to play in the league here and then maybe bounce back to England or whatever. Yeah, of course. And look at U C D, you know, they definitely didn't have the biggest budget in the first division last year, but swept a lot of teams away because of their ability and their hunger and their energy so what you get with younger players is you get an energy and you get an honesty to work hard and I guess to get on the ball so listen you're hoping that they can develop players the likes of your Andy Lyons the likes of Daryl Leahy what I would say is they have Dinny up there Dinny knows the league he, he scored goals consistently within the league so that's a massive asset for them to hold on to and you're just hoping that the more experienced boys can can help elevate and promote the younger boys into the squad and really help them kick on so listen they're, they're going to be scrapping I'd say for victories here and there they won't compete with, with the bigger teams and the bigger budgets but based on what Trevor and Keith have done in the last two years you would like to think they'd be okay Now you've lost your first marks of the year it's Dan Kelly, not Dean Kelly, on the wing for both, so you're in big trouble with it. With Dan Kelly, you called him Dean Kelly, Paul. Yeah, he used to play for Rovers, didn't he? Yes, so there you go. Dean Kelly, he's actually playing for Moctis now. I saw him last <laughs> week, actually, looking well, playing well. So, yes, Dan Kelly, but Paul does this with no notes. <laughs> I have a book of notes here. League of Ireland on 98FM. Dinu Corker, and welcome to League of Ireland Sunday on 98FM. How are you? Not too bad, Jamie, thanks. Dinny, thanks for having a chat with us. Now, firstly, a long off-season, the longest in any football league in the world ever, probably. How are your excitement levels with now just five days to go, really, until the big kick-off at home to Finn Harps? Yeah, I'm buzzing for it, obviously. I mean, like you said, the off-season is long, but um, uh, we, we don't take long off. We get an off-season programme, so we're training pretty much straight away after the season finishes. So, yeah, it's been very long, so... Um, yeah, it's it's, all, it's been all about this countdown there to the Finn Harps game, so we're we're buzzing to go. Yeah, yeah. Explain to me how an off season works for a League of Ireland player, Denny, like yourself, because 
you have a family, you're working, you're playing football, you're trying to keep fit and you're also trying to keep your appetite and hunger for the game at a good level when there's no games for so long. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, I suppose. We finish up and we're told to take maybe two or three weeks off max and then we're given the programme. So we just it's up to ourselves to just be professional and go about and do it. And Yeah, it is tough having a family and stuff, like, but uh, it just has to be done. Otherwise, you're going to be behind when you start pre-season. So it's kind of for your own benefit. But um, yeah, it doesn't, obviously there's a lack of competitiveness in football. So that's the part you really miss. So it, it, it's great to be back now. Yeah, of course. Now we're at the end of pre-season, heading into the final week before the games kick off, Dini. So, how has pre-season gone? How tough has it been? And how fit do you feel heading into another campaign in the League of Ireland? Um, yeah, I personally feel good. It's been yeah, it's been tough, alright, but um, not overly tough. It's very cautious injuries and stuff, you know. So, we we've worked hard, and personally, I was injured a lot last year in pre-season. So for me, I'm feeling much better, much more confident in myself, and. I'm raring to go and it's it's been great with all the new lads in getting to know each other and trying to gel as quick as possible so it's been very enjoyable and tough at the same time so hopefully we're ready to rock now on Friday Yeah now Dini I was at a couple of your friendly games I was at the game against Longford in the AUL when it was one of the coldest nights I've ever been at a football mm-hmm. match and it was yeah. like I was going skiing on the sideline right but I put up a little bit of tweet or a little bit of tweet a tweet for a bit of fun that across the match there was 22 players in the first half plus the ref and the two linesmen so 25 right and there was only yeah. five, I think, five pairs of gloves, wasn't it? Yes, it was each goalkeeper had his goalie gloves. One Perfect. outfielder from each team had gloves. And the linesman, Derek Egan, had gloves. And you weren't one, Dinny Corkin, wearing gloves no. with nine of your teammates. Why not in this weather? To be honest, Amy, I don't know. I couldn't regret it now, looking back, because, like you said, I was the coldest I've ever been in the football match. It was, it was Baltic, but um, I don't like wearing gloves, personally. Now. I'd never wear them, no matter how cold it is. I don't know, it's just a kind of comfort thing. But I can't speak for the rest of them, I don't know why, but um, yeah, it was, it was very cold that night. It sure was, but uh, thankfully <laughs> it's a little bit warmer, hopefully, before the, the start of the season on Friday. Now, in terms of the squad, Dinny, you guys have lost players, and that unfortunately has been the case with Bose every season for the last number of seasons since they've gone part-time as opposed to full-time, and I use that term loosely because I know you guys train as much as the full-time teams, it's just yeah. the budget's a little bit lower and you train in the evenings, but to lose the best goalkeeper in the country in Shane Supple, three of your centre-backs in Dan Byrne, Dan Casey and Ian Morris, JJ Lunny gone as well, Oscar Brennan gone to Shells, and Daniel Kelly, who was a revelation on the wing when he joined the club as well. There's some yeah. big losses. You've added James Talbot and Noel Corbett, two excellent goalkeepers. A lot of young players coming back from the UK. Michael Barker's one of your ex teammates at Pats, has joined as well, and, and Sam Byrne from Dundalk. But it's a, another pre season, Dinny, where you're having to get used to new teammates, and that's been something quite common at Bowes. Yeah, it is. Like you said, it's hard to hold on to young players who are offered full-time football and more than likely better money, you know. So it's a lot of chopping and changing each year. But um, just have to get on with it. Keith's done an amazing job over the few years. He seems to know what players are signing. And yeah, we did. We lost a few um, big personalities and key players this year. But again, that's that's nothing out of the, out of the ordinary at Bowes. So yeah, the, the younger lads coming home from England, they, they it looks like they feel they have a point to prove and they've trained hard and they look very good technically. And, it's just a matter of getting used to the league as, as quick as possible. So it's exciting and um, I'm looking forward to playing with a lot of them, yeah. Yeah, and if we look at the senior players in the squad, the likes of yourself and the captain Derek Pender and we've got a couple of others obviously with the likes of Keith Ward who's in his mid-twenties but he's now still a senior player and, and others too. Yeah. Is there more importance on you guys now? I should have mentioned Rob Cornwall too. On, on you guys given mm. like you're 29-30 and you're actually old in comparison to a lot of your teammates. 
Yeah, I'm actually the second oldest in the team after Derek Penn. So My God. I was shocked when I figured that out myself now. But um, yeah, it is, it's a very young squad. And like I said, they're, they're hungry young lads. And it's going to be up to the likes of Detzer and myself and, and Rob and Wardy to kind of kind of be leaders, you know, because maybe we've lost a few of them this season. So, um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be tough, but um, we're just going to have to step up to the plate and, and be as helpful as we can to the young lads and, and hopefully guide them in the right way. Now, hopefully the pitch at Dalyman Park has thawed out after the <laughs> Iron Brew Scottish Cup match against East Fife was called off because of a frozen pitch and ready for this Friday 7.45 bowls against Finn Harp Stinney in the opening game of the league and your second league games against UCD who are recently promoted as well so you've got the two promoted teams back to back in your opening two games clearly six points from six is what you're going to want but how important to beat those type of teams given we mentioned the full time teams like Dundalk and Cork and Rovers and Pats will be probably competing towards the top and for you guys to try and you know be the best of the rest and you were sixth last year and not too far from Europe the previous year either to, to pick up points mm. against the teams that are, are expected to struggle. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be huge the the first two games. I mean I think that's what was wrong with us last season. We got off to a slow start and it, it's kinda of hard to gain momentum then so yeah, we were happy to see the the, the first two fixtures are alright but they're they're not gonna be easy by any means so we're not taking them lightly but it, it it is a good chance to get points on the board early and I think we saw towards the end of last season. Once we once we get going, we, we're we're a good team. So we're definitely going to be looking to pick up six points from them games. And I, I don't see why we can't. We'll be confident going into them. And um, yeah, it could be very important coming later on in the season. Great stuff, Danny Corkin. Thanks a million. Best of luck for the season. Thank you very much, Jamie. All the best. It's the greatest league in the world, League of Ireland on ninety eight FM. And we're going to move on finally to another one of former uh, Paul's former clubs, should I say, UCD. It's great to see them back in the Premier Division. They won the first division last season playing brilliant football. They also made it, don't forget, to the FAI Cup semi-finals, losing to Dundalk very narrowly. They could have been at the Aviva Stadium in the final. And UCD, since Paul has been there, have changed their model totally. It's a full scholarship base that every player in their first-team squad is in college or has been in college recently as well. And, you know... We spoke about the young players that Bowes have. UCD are the very same. They've kept almost their whole squad from last season. Bar Dara O'Connor, a number 10 player who moved to Cork City. Uh, your thoughts on UCD's uh, first voyage back to the Premier for a while. And when you were there, I think Martin Russell had them in the league for five years in a row. They're now under Collie O'Neill. And good young squad ready to, to show the world and the first and the Premier Division Sorry that they're good enough to be there. Yeah, listen, they defeated all odds last year getting promoted. And they had a great cup run as well, getting us to the, the semi-final and actually running Dundalk quite close that night. We know what you get with UCD. It's going to be open football. It's going to be playing out from the back. It's going to be high press. It's going to be energetic. Um, you're going to see a lot of young players that a lot of people won't have seen before. So I can't imagine it's going to be any different to what it was when I was there. You're going to have some frustrating nights and you're going to have some great nights. Um, great nights in that they could probably take the scalpel of one of the bigger teams and frustrating nights where they might drop and lose by two or three goals to the likes of the teams who are going to be in and around them, the Sligos, the Bows, um, and the Finn Harps. So, listen, it's, it's it's going to be great. I love going out there. I love watching them play. I think it's a breath of fresh air the way they play. I think they play better football than anybody outside of Dundalk within the Premier League next year. Um, people to look out for, you're probably looking at Gary O'Neill. Um, obviously, being at UCD now for a couple of seasons, but has yet to, to taste Premier Division football, as far as I know. Um, so, really good ball-playing centre midfielder gets on it. 
dictates things for UCD and has probably a bit more experience than the rest of the squad. Neil Ferruja, who played for the 21s during the week, athletic, strong, good on the ball, real UCD type players. Um, and then you're looking at the likes of Liam Scales at the back um, to hopefully stand up and be counted against experienced centre forward. So, listen, it's always great going out to Belfield. I know they have their critics because they don't have a massive fan base, but if you look around the league and you look at players who have been successful in this league, a lot of them have come from UCD, the likes of your Macmillans, Andy Boyle, Ronan Finn, Greg Bolger, Robbie Benson, Robbie Benson, you know, Kieran Kulduff, people have, have won a lot of league titles coming out of UCD, so this is the next crop, and this is the next successful crop, so it's going to be really interesting to see what players step up this season. Yeah, Paul mentioned Neil Ferrugia there as well, and he really good winger, you know, quite powerful as well, and, and lots of pace as well. And during the week, if you saw us on Twitter, we put up a, a little question. We wanted people to pick their League of Ireland dream team for 2019, but you could only pick one player from each of the uh, Premier Division clubs and then one player from the First Division to make up your team. Now, I picked mine on Twitter, and it's had a decent reaction from some people and also, you know, some debate from others. So I'm going to find it here quickly and give it to you. So I had... Kieran Gallagher from Finn Harps in goal. My back four was Derek Pender from Bowes, Dan Casey from Cork, Luke Byrne from Shells as my first division choice, Sean Kavanagh from Rovers, Barry McNamee just named the Derry captain back at Derry, having been at Cork City, Bastian Airy from Waterford, Chris Forrester from Pats, Ronan Murray from Sligo, Patrick Hubin from Dundalk, and Neil Ferrugia, as Paul mentioned, from UCD as my team as well. I know Paul's going to pick his tomorrow and pop it up on Twitter too. What players do you think we should look out for this year? And is there anyone who might jump out at you that you'd say, you know, they're going to come from nowhere or are we looking at our Dundalk players, our Duffies and our Hubens and others to go? You've been a top player in this league for the last couple of years. Forrester's back in the league. You've got other players around who are going to probably be, be the best ones. Yeah, listen, I think you'll be looking at the likes of your McElhenney's, you'll be looking at your Hubens. Um, the the experienced ones and the people who have proven themselves, the likes of your Michael Duffies, um, to really step up and you would imagine they seem to be a class above. Uh, out outside of that you're probably looking at people coming back from the UK the likes of your Jack Burns and your Chris Forresters to they have a point to prove um, technical players who have particularly Chris Forrester has set this league alight in, in previous years gone by so it'll be interesting to see what sort of Chris Forrester we get back and obviously Jack Byrne who had a very impressive season over in Holland it'll be interesting to see what he can bring my opinion is that Jack is probably going to have oozing class um, at Shamrock Rovers and will probably find the league a little easy at times so I just hope that he has the attitude and the energy and the drive to match that um, I think Fruja will stand out at UCD I've seen him a good good couple of times um, last season I think he's got raw power he's got pace um, he's the type of player who can go by somebody a bit like a James McLean back in his day in the League of Ireland he he can definitely be a threat you've got your likes Andy Lyons at Bose who's done really well um, promising fullback has a great mentor in the likes of Derek Pender there at, at um, Bohemians and Dara Leahy we have seen has pushed on as well so outside of that maybe Jamie Lennon as well I've been really impressed with him when he's played in centre midfield for St. Pats he's dictated games his use of the ball he's got a very mature mind and football brain on young shoulders so they would be where I'd be looking but the likes of your Bensons McElhenney's Duffy's Hubens they'll be the ones that will be, will be really high up in a lot of the stats come the end of the season Yeah Paul mentioned Andy Lyons there as well and any excuse I have to mention Johnny Lyons on this show on 98FM I always will Johnny Lyons the uncle of Andy Andy's playing for Bowles in Ireland played for the 21s and Johnny died a few years ago 2015 in August 2015 sports editor here for years presented the show my mentor as well so any excuse I have to give Johnny a little shout out I will I think he interviewed Paul once as well that was an experience that the Paul will never forget League of Ireland on 98FM Connor Kearns welcome to League of Ireland Sunday on 98FM Connor. how are you? Jamie I'm great how are things? Great thanks Connor. UCD goalkeeper and play for the Ireland under 21s against the Irish amateurs during the week on Wednesday kept a clean sheet in a 1-0 win Connor. Uh, 
Nice bit of wind and rain. I was half dry in the media gantry, but uh, you enjoyed your first Ireland 21s game despite the awful conditions. Ah, yeah, well, I suppose when I got to the second half, I was kind of dreading, but, you know, the intensity of those games, especially with the quality of players on both sides, you kind of don't pay attention to it too much. I actually think it helped the tempo of the game because the pitch was in, was in such good condition because of the rain. But, uh, yeah, I managed to survive it anyway without an umbrella. Yes, uh, how was the week overall? There was a couple of training sessions. I think you guys even did a, a light bit in the morning of the match, won the game, had lots of chances, and, you know, the first time Stephen Kenny has had any sort of an Ireland team in under his control. Oh, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. The intensity of, of the football is, is brilliant. Um, it's kind of, I think it's actually good for a few of the players as well for, you know, in the League of Ireland to give them a taste of what, what's on offer. Um, and Kenny in, in particular was driving that into us that, you know, if we put on the type of performance that I think in fairness to us we did over the three days, we'd all have a, a reasonable chance. I don't think anyone sort of let themselves down with it. The, the intensity of training was brilliant. The quality of training was brilliant. And now it's all, so back to focusing on the league next week. Yeah, now Connor, the off-season for a UCD player is very different to the rest of the league because, or most of the rest of the league anyway, should I say, because you have the Colleges and Universities League, you also have the Collingwood Cup last week, but you actually missed along with Neil Ferrugia and Liam Scales because of the Ireland call-up, and there's only been a couple of actual official first-team friendly games because the rest of the friendly games, as such, were actually competitive college games with the whole squad playing, so just explain to those listening how different your pre-season is because you don't really stop. Yeah, no, well, I think we kind of went straight back into the college football as far as maybe 10 to 30 weeks after the, we, finished, we finished the league season. Um, I think the, the positive is is that the intensity of the game stays so high because every game is competitive. Um, and I suppose especially with, um, with respect to, to other colleges, we are probably the, the pinnacle at the moment, even though we were knocked out of the Collingwood, which in fairness to UCC, they were excellent. But that brings the competitive edge. Every team wants to beat us. Every team wants to get into us and kind of prove a point. So... I suppose you never have that downtime, but at the same time, as I showed last season, we can keep the intensity from the beginning of the year and we can carry it on through. How, I suppose, what do you expect from your first season, Connor, in the Premier Division from a personal point of view as a goalkeeper and lots of the players in this squad, because UCD have been away for so long, have probably never played in the Premier League? It's, it's, it's kind of, I suppose, it's, it's, un, it's an unknown for the majority of the team. I, don't, I think maybe two or three of the lads may have had Premier Division football before. Um, we got a taste of it last year, of course, when we played against Dundalk and, and Waterford. And I think even a couple of the games, like the one against Harps towards the end of the year, would have had that type of intensity that you can bring into it. And Harps being a Premier Division club now as well. Um, we don't really know what to expect, but I suppose, again, it's, it's trying to keep to our core philosophies, our principles. And we need to have a bit of bravery and a, a bit of maturity about our game. Um, of course, the quality of opposition is going to be a different level. You know, we've teams competing in Europe as well this year. So that's a. That's another step for us, another step up. But you know, that's that's why you celebrate winning the league. You know, that's that's why you want to win the league so you can get up and get into the Premier Division and uh, play those type of games. Yeah, I think I know the answer to this already, Connor. But I'll ask it anyway, just to be sure. You know, you have played a couple of Premier teams last season. You beat Waterford in the FA Cup quarterfinals. You lost one nil to Dundalk in the semi-final, and, and so could have won that game and made it to the final. And did play the passing brand of football that UCD are famous for. And I know you'll want to continue to do that in the Premier League and you'll try your very best to do so. Will there be certain games where you'll have to kind of, you know, dump the philosophy and maybe defend or maybe play a little bit more direct, you know, so as not to risk the ball? Or is it UCD football in the Premier the same as UCD football in the First Division? I suppose momentum is, a, is an important thing in throughout the season. And I think last season we had such momentum, we were such a good team that 
we had kind of the upper hand in a lot of games. We could keep the ball, we could keep it moving, we could play our style. And it was very much, our game plan was very much focused on us. Whereas teams might have tried to counteract us when we played against them. This season, it remains to be seen, I suppose, none of the players will want. It doesn't suit a lot of our players. And I know Collie and Ryan are the same. They won't want to be clipping balls into the corners. But uh, inevitably, there's going to be times when, especially when, I suppose, you're the underdog in games, that you'll have to have a bit of, you know, a bit of maturity, a bit of a bit of grit, a bit, bit between your teeth, to be a bit dogged and grind out results. Because I suppose that's what, with the position that we're in now, anyway, that's that's what we'll have to do. We'll have to sometimes accept that right a point could be a good result. You know, I mean, last season we would have went into every game thinking we wanted to win it. Now you're going to, you know, turn across Tala, Oriel Park, a point out in those places is a fantastic result for any team. So maybe we'll have to adapt, but. You know, we'll still want to, the bulk of our game, have that bit of flair, have that bit of quality and put on the shoulder. I think we did credit to us uh, last season. Yeah, Connor. Finally, your opening game of the season on Friday, away to Derry City in the Brandywell. Back to your former teammate, Greg Sloggett, who just left you. I know I was chatting to Paul Curry and I actually forgot to mention Greg left. I mentioned that Darrow O'Connor left, but Greg has left the club as well and gone to sign for Derry. Definitely couldn't have picked a longer opening away match maybe Sligo but I think Derry is probably a little bit further away the Astro and the Brandywell the Ryan McBride Brandywell Stadium isn't really good Nick and Derry with a new manager and lots of new players you'd be hopeful to go up there and start with a win yeah well I think Derry's I think a fantastic place to go from the first day of the season to give us a taste of what it's all about they always had a, a great fan base up there and they've got a new buzz about the place now bringing in a couple of new faces and obviously a new manager as well so look, we're looking forward to it there's a uh, there hasn't been a massive amount of, you know, nerves and uh, anxiety about it. It's more, you know, we're looking forward to going out to the pitch. That's the type of game you'd be licking your lips, you know. We, with the greatest respect to some clubs, we we don't want the uh, playing games in front of small attendances and, and the back there, I don't know, where bad pitches. We want these type of games, good, pristine pitch against a good club. And uh, I'm sure Greg's looking forward to it as well because I was with him when the fixture list came out and he said, shock that that was the first one he'd get to get against us so it'll be nice to I think it has everything now for us that we can go out and hopefully put on a show and get a result Great stuff Conor Curran thanks a million have a good season Jamie thanks a million Cheers 98FM's Now That's What I Call Sport talks League of Ireland Finally prediction time League champions relegated that's what I want from you I think it's going to be a two-tiered league I think it's going to be Dundalk and Cork as usual I think it's going to be Pats and Rovers to push and Waterford then I think the two have come up UCD and Finn Harps towards the bottom I think Sligo may struggle a little Bohemians as well and Derry City with their new manager as well and, and an interesting squad could could be towards the middle of the table what's your own thoughts on, on how things will go but I definitely think if you did what to do in Scotland or up north halfway through and split the league that would probably be what it would look like Yeah I think Dundalk will win it I think Dundalk will win it by probably 10 um, I really do think that they are a class above. I know they've lost their manager, but at least they have somebody in Vinnie Perth coming in who knows the dressing room, who knows the atmosphere, who knows the environment. And with Stevie O'Donnell stepping into a, a managerial coaching position, I think the players will really benefit from that. Um, I think you're probably looking at Shamrock Rovers pushing them. Um, I, I think it's going to be a difficult task. How they start, as I said, is going to be really important. And I think then, probably down around the base of the division, you're probably looking at the likes of your Finn Harps, um, the likes of your Derry, uh, Derry and Bowes. I, I just think Derry have lost the two Hale brothers. They've lost Ronan Curtis last year. They've lost Aaron McAniff. Um, <clears throat> they conceded a hell of a lot of goals last year. So it's, it's going to be um, a really difficult task for Declan Devine up there. Um, and I just think 
Bowes with with inexperienced players and and Finn Harps with their type of football. I think they they probably outbullied and outmuscled a lot of teams in the first division last year. I'm not sure they're going to be able to do that in the Premier Division. I think they're going to struggle from having a lack of possession and they're probably not going to score too many goals. So I would imagine if I was to pick one, I'd probably go Finn Harps to be relegated. Okay, and if you're a fan of the first division as well, don't have a go at us. On next week's show, we'll be looking ahead to the first division because that season doesn't start till the Friday afterwards as well. And we'll have all the build-up from the League of Ireland launch with both the Premier League clubs and the first division clubs from DV. But it's Tuesday as well. Paul, finally, for anyone listening or watching who isn't necessarily a League of Ireland fan and is tuning in to us on, on Sunday and you know watches the Premier League or likes rugby or likes the dubs, what would you say to them about coming to watch the hashtag greatest league in the world, which is the, the kind of tagline the league has you've played in the league as a, a youngster you've played in the league as a senior player as well and we'd love more people to go and watch it because when people come to watch they realise it's actually a really good thing to, to be at and be involved in yeah listen as as somebody outside of the league now and not involved I just you're crying out for people to just give it a chance um, because you have got talent on show when you mentioned likes of Jack Byrne, who was at Man City, Chris Forrester, who's been away, Patrick McElhenney is a joy to watch. There is good quality on show, and you just hope that people would, in certain circumstances, um, excuse the facilities and and try admire and appreciate what's on show. So listen, if anybody's never been out, it's I would encourage them and advise them to go out and give it a go, see what's on show, bring your kids. Um, it's a good night out. It's enjoyable. There's always goals. Um, and that's the League of Ireland for you. Yeah, I think the max match ticket price for an adult is fifteen euro as well, and I think you can get season tickets for like two hundred quid or two hundred and fifty quid for some clubs and kids. Some kids in free under twelve, some kids like eighteen euro for season tickets. So yeah, get out there and watch the greatest league in the world. Paul Curry, thanks for joining us on uh, League of Ireland Sunday on ninety eight FM. We'll speak to you soon. Thank you, Jamie. It's the greatest league in the world, League of Ireland on ninety eight FM. Yeah, what a weekend in store in the opening weekend of the SSE Eritricity League. It's Jamie Moore here. League of Ireland Sunday on Dublin's 98FM. This coming Friday, all of the games take place, the opening games, in the opening weekend of the 2019 SSE Eritricity League season. At 7.45, Waterford host Shamrock Rovers down there in the RSC. The same time, Richmond Park here in Dublin, St. Pat's against Cork City. It's Sundalk against Sligo, quarter to eight in Oriel Park. Derry City hosts newly promoted UCD also at a quarter to eight. And the final game, surprise, surprise, at the same time, the other newly promoted side, Finn Harps, make the trip to Dalyman Park to face Bohemians. And if you're wondering where the first division coverage is, well, it's going to be on next week's show because the first division starts a week after the Premier Division. So, that's a bit it for episode one of League of Ireland Sunday at 98FM. Thank you very much for listening and to all of our guests, Paul Corrie, our League of Ireland pundit, as well as Shamrock Rovers captain Ronan Finn, St. Pat's skipper Ian Birmingham, UCD goalkeeper Connor Kearns and Dinny Corcoran of Bohemians. More from all of those in the podcast section of 98FM.com. And we're back next Sunday with episode two of League of Ireland Sunday here on Dublin's 98FM. We'll chat to you then. Have a great week. And if you're not going to go to a game, please do, because it's a brilliant little lead that we have. See you. Bye-bye. 98FM's Now That's What I Call Sport talks League of Ireland. 98FM's Now That's What I Call Sport. Get the full show every Sunday morning from 9, only on 98FM.